name's Jenny. Welcome to Shelf Awareness, which is a podcast where I talk about books, which is what I love to do. So here I am. Um, quite nervous for this episode because I feel like my thoughts aren't quite gathered, but I feel like I'm going to talk through a lot of my thoughts today on this book. No one is talking about this by Patricia Lockwood. Very interesting novel. Um, what I'd like to do is rewind, have a listen to what I thought I would think about this book before we delve into it. So here goes. This is only 200 pages long, so it's very short, but it seems it's quite divisive. It's 3.69 on Goodreads. I've seen this a lot on Bookscram. A lot of people have posted about this. Um, but I don't remember seeing if they're negative or positive reviews but I will from now on. And it does have 12,000 ratings. This is definitely one of the ones that's more visible out of the six, I would say. Um, it sounds interesting as when it started, I was like, oh, okay, I like existential. I like existential threats. Whenever there's existential in the, in the copy, I'm, I'm there. But anything that used post-sense, post-irony and post-everything, I'm not sure. Sounds like it's going to be a satire on contemporary life, like it sounds like it's going to take the piss out of social media and all of that, which I think I will like, but it depends how it's done. And this is my problem in the past with Booker books is that they're, they're almost too intelligent for me. Like, some of the writing I just don't understand or it doesn't make sense and they use very experimental language often in Booker. Maybe it's different this year though, who knows. Um, but this one definitely sounds interesting and as I say only 200 pages so it could be, could be really short. Sounds like it's going to be quite witty and, witty and open but we'll see. That was really interesting for me to hear what I thought I'd think about it. Um, and let me just say the Booker is the Booker is the Booker. Uh, it's a very Booker book. Um, so what I'm going to do is tell you a little bit about how the book goes. Um, I suppose like there are spoilers in this, but like there's not really, there's no plot in this book. So there's not really any spoilers. Like you don't read this book as a story, a fiction, fiction story, but anyway. So essentially the book is paragraphs, sometimes just sentences, sometimes, I don't think there were any parts where there were two paragraphs, maybe that's a lie. And that is basically a, a chapter, um, or what you would consider traditionally a chapter. So um, we're going through different thoughts and it kind of follows a story of a woman who's famed because she tweeted something, although they don't really use the word tweet, it's, the portal is social media um, and now she goes to all these weird events and meets all these weird people but like do not let you I don't want you to think that that is the plot because there is literally no plot the entire point of the book is to make make a joke out of social media and modern life as I had predicted um, it's so yeah Essentially, you're having little snippets of, of ideas and things, um, and that is very, very randomised. When I said I feel like Booker books are too intelligent for me, um, I do believe that, I do believe that, I'm, I'm not a stupid person, but 
sometimes things go over my head and that could be down to intelligence it could be down to personal taste and it could be down to the fact that sometimes when you read a book you don't have the energy or the a certain feeling that will help you enjoy that book you know um and i think that in this case even if i've been in the best mood ever for that sort of thing i still wouldn't have enjoyed it because i just don't think it was it was that well done as a satire to social media and let me kind of dissect why so you have these you have these paragraphs of ideas and there are some really really interesting and funny moments um so let me just give a quote from one the people who lived in the portal were often compared to those legendary experiment rats who kept hitting a button over and over to get a pellet but at least the rats were getting a pellet or the hope of a pellet or the memory of a pellet when we hit the button, all we were getting was to be more of a rat. So she's comparing, obviously, people to rats and the portal as a social media, and we're just going round and round and round, chasing or being sucked into this thing that doesn't give us anything back. So that's a really clever metaphor, I think, a really clever way of explaining social media and quite succinctly. And there are lots of moments where she has, you know, really profound ideas. But lots within 200 pages, no. Um, a lot of it was filler and just things that didn't make sense. So let me give you another one of the, the paragraphs or the chapters. It says, I have eaten the blank that were in the blank and which you were probably saving for a blank. Forgive me, they were blank, so blank and so blank. Can we just take, take a moment to think about that sentence? Um, like, okay, we have the profundity of the rap, but then why, why do we have this stuff in, in, in a book? Like, I, I don't understand why you would write that and think that that's profound. Um, I didn't actually write this quote, but it's the one that I say, have been saying to people over the last couple of weeks, folks that have asked me. And it's something like, a path is a path is a path is a path is a life. Like, it just, it just is, it's crap, it's, it's tripe. And I'm really sorry, I hope that, like I'm sure she's never gonna listen to this. And I really hope that, I really hope that that's the remains the case. But like, I just, you have, you're clearly an intelligent, you know, they're clearly an intelligent writer, she is. So why does she feel the need to fill it in with this merry artsy fartsy stuff? You know, a book doesn't need to be like my friends in the Scottish Book Club, their little podcast recently, um, like they said, a book doesn't need to be artsy-fartsy. It doesn't need to use long words and do all this sort of stuff. It just needs, I don't know. There's no, there's no, this is the thing. There's no blueprint for what a book should be. But in this case, this, this is not a book, right? And when I was doing my research after, Patricia Lockwood, um, is, has two poetry books. This is her debut fiction novel. And that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, she's used to kind of short form, small snippets of, of, of things and, and using words in a very poetical way to describe something. Like you never describe something directly in a poem, do you? So that makes sense. So what I don't understand is why she's been given a, a fiction novel to write because there, you have no characters, you have no plot, so can this actually be considered uh, a novel? Um, and apparently it is, and it's 
it's on the track to winning two awards for novel writing when, yeah, I'm not sure it should really be a novel. But anyway, I want to kind of go away from the negatives um, a little bit because I so because I did rate it two stars because it has merit and it there's merit in reading it. I don't want to put people massively off. There's a lot of merit in reading it because it has a lot of commentary on feminism. Uh, as I've said, the, the absurdity of social media, you know, politics, modern life. Um, it's it is a good portrayal of modern modern life. Um, and one of the quotes that I really liked is this one. It says, I almost feel like as a man, I can't say anything, smiled the German teacher who had invited her to his class. So in, in this, you know, it's, it's just obviously a great portrayal of a sentence that distills hatred in feminists <laughs> today. And it's a very topical way to show, you know, how feminism is changing and the the reactions from some people of of um feminism and, and stuff um and stuff i don't know what and stuff is but you know what i mean so yeah like i love that um and the yeah the commentary on feminism and, and politics is is brilliant you know you have these this dictator um who could be multiple people i want to say who um that kind of overrules everything and you know this portal and everything's a bit of a metaphor for everything else so it is really interesting um and the commentary is a part that i really liked of the book so i'm just looking at my notes here and it's i've wrote i've written down the absurd is the key here and i think that's an important point to note that the whole novel just feels very absurd when you're reading it um and i suppose it kind of makes sense as to why it's absurd because i mean really when you're open when you open your phone or you open the internet like it's it is absurd like it's illogical things don't go in an order that naturally they should you know especially now with TikTok and the way the algorithms work now that the way that we access information is so sporadic and um, um, what's the word like sporadic and fragmented and just accessible to the point of post truth, as we know. Um, and it's interesting in the blurb it says that it's post sense because the novel is, and the the I think the reason why it's written like this is because you're meant to feel like you're accessing the internet you know it gives you that feeling of like i'm on this and then i'm on this and then this happens and then and none of it fits in together and none of it makes sense like the like the novel um so in that way i suppose you could say it's really clever because you feel like you're on the internet in a way but like my problem here and this is why i, I think it's done so badly is that you read a book to escape the inter internet or I know for me reading a book is one of the only times of the day that I'm not on my phone or on my computer essentially so I don't want to read and feel like I'm in the internet you know I don't I don't want to do it I want to escape it and like you can do you can portray the internet in so many other ways but anyway I do see 
why it was done this way and I, I think that's why it was done this way and it, it's smart and it you know it makes sense when you think about it like that why should we do it like that but it doesn't work in my opinion um okay I do want to talk about the cultural references so one of the key key things in this was just just modern culture um and having read up after a lot of them, I didn't get <laughs> essentially a lot of the cultural references went over my head. Um, but I want to point out one, which is my favorite, which is Tatsuya Tanaka. She did a little paragraph on on him, obviously not directly. It was very sort of metaphorical. Um, but I love that because I love him. And I actually shared loads of things yesterday that he'd done on my bookstagram because he did a book themed post um and he does like little miniature um little miniature kind of scenes of world of the world and of life and it's just he uses like tiny little things so he uses like he used a face mask a blue and white face mask to portray like a swimming pool and people swimming down lanes it's just so cool so look him up um and I was like oh this is so exciting so it's cool to see things that you wouldn't you would not see in any other book you know um, like at one point she's like, sometimes you'll be scrolling along and NASA will post a picture of the stars. So like, you know, I follow NASA and I get so excited when I see a picture of the stars on my phone, like that NASA's posted and I always get in such a space hole. And so like, that was cool to see in, in a fiction novel, you know, such a vivid representation of, of what we see on, on our phones. Um, and that quote in particular, she says, it's like, I know what you're going through, she said silently to the baby, but sometimes you'll be scrolling along and that's will post a picture of the stars. So it's not all negative. She does come into uh, the book in quite a negative lens of social media. And I think, she, well, she has come out to say after, I was reading a Guardian article that she feels like when she opens her phone in the morning, you know, it is almost like you're being sucked into your phone, into the portal. And something that you might see first will stick with you for the rest of the day. So if that's a bad thing, you don't necessarily want it to be there in your head, but you can't control that. And that's so, so true. I've had this discussion a lot with people of like, as soon as I touch my phone in the morning, it's like, I'm in, it's like something switches on in my brain. You know, it's like a wire goes from my head, an invisible wire goes from my head into my phone and then I'm connected for the day. And that is a horrible feeling. It's a terrifying feeling. And it's just it's just such a product of, of the last three, four years, not really before then. We've become so addicted to, to this tiny little machine. Um, and there's another quote, the last quote that I'll say, um, or the last quote that I'll talk about uh, is this. The way when she was gone from it, i.e. the phone, the portal. She thought so longingly of my information, all my answers, all my everything I never knew I needed to know. At least that was how she saw it in elevated moods. In baser ones, she saw herself bent over on her knees, spread eagled and begging for reality's come. <laughs> now, that's a really, really powerful quote, I think, because it's so it's just so vivid and you get this image of, of you bent over, you know, just that, the phone injecting all this information into you but some some days that's what it feels like you know some days you feel like you're a bit of a slave to your phone and know that we all feel this way like we we can't leave our phone at home 
we feel detached from reality which is ironic when we don't have our phone and I think I think that's a, a stunning way to put it <laughs> stunning is maybe not the right word but I love the way that she's she's put that because it's so true um it, it shows the the double-edged sword of social media you know you gain access to all this information but at the same time you're you're a slave essentially to your phone okay that was a lot um, of my thoughts i hope i hope that you know if you've read it you you agree with me or don't agree with me i know a lot of people have loved this book um and i do want to say i know i i started this quite negatively but I genuinely, as I've said, I do think it's worth reading. I think, um, I do think it's worth reading. And I can see what she's done. I can see why it's clever. And I can, I can see why people are reading it. What annoys me is the fact that it's nominated for, for book awards when it's not, it's not a a fictional novel, you know, there's no, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into that again. It's not. It's not a fictional novel deserving of a, a prize like the Booker, where so many authors, you know, pour their heart and soul into novels about you know human nature and human life and human relationships, which which is more worthy of an award than I think than than a, just a commentary on on social media, you know. And I I, I did read after that this this is essentially a, a larger version of an essay that she wrote. So you know, that makes sense and the poetry makes sense and everything. Anyway, I'm going to cut myself off there. Um, I, I hope you've enjoyed listening to my thoughts about this. Um, if you've read it, please, please message me and let me know what you thought about it. I'd love to, to chat about it more. Um, and maybe, you know, if you have read it and you do want to chat about it more, and I'm doing follow-up episodes probably of, about these books with other people that have read them. So I'd be more than happy to, to chat with you if you if you'd like. But anyway, I'll love you and leave you there. I will see you in the next episode. Um, we'll be talking about the Fortune Men by Nadifa Muhammad. Okay, see you soon. Bye.